Dish from Waitrose is an SE Creative Studio production. Book a dream holiday in Western Australia and experience a new level of luxury with Qatar Airways. Discover premium wines in the Margaret River region, where towering forests meet turquoise oceans, and sunny Perth, where you'll enjoy not just fine wine, but fine dining too. But before your adventure begins, savour signature delicacies made with seasonal ingredients on the multiple award-winning Qatar Airways, where you'll experience the exceptional. Visit qatarairways.co.uk slash Perth for more information. Our podcast might contain the occasional mild swear word or adult theme. Hello and welcome to Dish from Waitrose, starring me, Nick Grimshaw. And I'm Angela Hartnett. That's right, Angela Hartnett. I am. Attentive, I'm here, I'm yeah. ready. You've Do been it. banging your forehead against a mic, which doesn't <laughs> bode well for today's episode. <laughs> I'm very excited about our guest. Me too. Well, to be fair, I mean, there's three people in my life, well, there's two people in my life that talk a hell of a lot, and this other person talks a hell of a lot. So I feel I could just sit there in the corner, do my emails, play my Sodexo. Sudoku. Play the Sudoku, not Sodexo. That's a catering company. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Sodexo. Um, And Um, you could just chat away. It's Chris Evans, by the way, if you've not read on the thing. Who is it? He can really, really talk. But that's your skills as broadcasters and DJs. He can talk more than me, but I'm well excited he's coming on. I loved Chris Evans when I was younger, when I was growing up. TFI Friday and Big Breakfast. And also I think he's fantastic when you go on his show as a guest. So where did you first meet Chris Evans? I think I probably met him through Gordon maybe at one stage. Mm. We were both at a, a mutual friend's dinner party one time and this mutual friend is very I'm not going to go into it OCD about everything you have to take your shoes off when you go into the house and all the rest of it and me being a bit nervous and a bit clumsy I managed to spill red wine on a cream carpet Angela I've never seen anyone no but I tell you what the people that work for this guy were so quick I've never seen people with spritz and fizzy water and salt and everything and I was like Neil's going I can't believe you just I can't believe I can. Yes, you can. So Chris Evans on the way. But first, I thought we could go through our reviews. Do you know when you listen to a podcast, you can leave a review? Salwen88's been on. Actual name. They say, me and you are the new Richard and Judy. (laughs) (laughs) Nick is quite clearly Judy. No, it doesn't say that. Uh, It says, Nick and Angela are a perfect match. Their conversation style, along with their personalities, gel perfectly. A uh, great set of guests and quality conversations really round it off. More seasons, please. Is this not enough? Anytime you do anything, people are like, have more. Write more. a book. Are you going to write another one? <laughs> you finish that one. <laughs> yes. Yes. I don't need more seasons. Well, yeah, we're not finished this one yet. Very demanding. Uh, no, there'll be no more after this, so enjoy yeah, yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs> On the podcast today, the tequila is in, the capers are on ice. Please, a round of applause. Welcome to Dish, the one and only Chris Evans, everybody. Goodness, I can't believe yeah. I'm at Dish. I am so excited. Hi, Angela. Hi, Hi Chris. Nick. Hello, Chris. Are you still with Waitrose? Yeah. Yes. Well, here's the thing. I thought you'd change, though, what? to Greg's, right? Because I was passing a Greg's billboard today, and it said, more Dish for your Dosh. And oh. I thought... I thought 
They've gone up from Waitrose. <laughs> They've given him more dosh. They've extended dish. We're going to be here all day, but you're yeah. still with Waitrose. We're still with Waitrose. Thank yeah, I'd quite like it if every that. week Angela makes a sausage roll. <laughs> this week, a sausage roll. Yeah. We could but do no, it. No, still with Waitrose. Okay. Hey, thanks for coming to see us. I've got a present for you. You have? Oh, yes. You. Nice choice. Well, I think so. So your story about... George Clooney's tequila mm-hmm. is hilarious. Mm-hmm. I know you've told it before on the show. Can you do it really quickly? So so someone came around to mine at Christmas and they brought me a bottle of tequila. Yeah. And it was when George Clooney's tequila brand was brand new. Casamigo had never heard of it. You could only get it in America. And my friend brought it around and presented it to me like this. And I was like, oh my God, wow. Because it's signed by George Clooney. Mm. So I kept this bottle for five years in the house being like, oh my God, how nice a signed bottle of tequila from George Clooney. And then I realized that's the logo. (laughs) And it's on every single bottle. Right, so Sir Rod Stewart (gasps) has his own whiskey out. Oh, wow. Whoa. And this is it. It's Wolfie's Whiskey. It's his own brand of whiskey. It's just out now. Wow. This is from Rod Stewart in a flight case, and it is signed by Rod Stewart. There you go. Oh. Really nice to see Rod Stewart's signature. Yes. So actually, Talking Rod, of Rod, yeah. We need to talk about Rod because <laughs> yes. we were dead excited that you were coming on because you like Dish, you talk about Dish on the radio. I love this podcast. I think it's fantastic. It's brilliant, it's lively, it's funny, it's informative, it's upbeat, it's positive, it's colourful. I want to be there. Which is, here. I know, you're I here. So tell us about Rod. Rod's coming to yours. We do this thing called the Dining Disco once a year. So I had a pub and it did all right. Yeah. Um, but uh, what he did best at was actually hosting these, this Dining Disco every year. And we started off in 2005 with just me playing literally on the wheels of steel, playing vinyl. And so I said to some people, we were doing a show, do you want to come and spend the night with us? We'll get somebody to cook some stuff. It was 40 couples and it raised some money. And then we got a band to play and then the bands got better. And then Tom Jones came and played and then Paul McCartney came and played in the garden, in the pub. And it just went on and on and on. And we thought last year was our last one, Elton John. Because we'd literally run out of people who were good enough to do this stuff <laughs> yeah. to raise all this money. And so, but I'd asked Rod about three years ago. And then I was at this charity do about two months ago. And he said, Oi, oi, Evans, come over here. <laughs> and I said, What? He said, he said, June 17, any good? I went, What? The thing you asked, I said, Rod, that was four years ago. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Rod. And he's such a dude, man. I mean, yeah. you know what he does for the NHS, what he does for good causes, what he does for the potholes pot in his street. Yes. Yeah, got to do the pothole you know, in. Do you know the, the story man. about that? I love this yeah. story. So, so the story is that he's got a Ferrari and it, the potholes were messing with his Ferrari because it's got quite... Uh, low ground clearance. And he thought, these piles are playing hell in my Ferrari, but I can't really cause a stink because it's a Ferrari and it's my fault for owning one. He said, but then the next day an ambulance got stuck and I thought, now we can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so he saw And then Arnold Schwarzenegger over in America had the same issue yeah. and he saw what Rod had done online, so he did the same thing. Arnie did the same. Because oh, Rod's fact. doing the pothole and then you've got Penny on the beach. She's yeah. a policewoman. They are all They're really giving the back. They are two. so cool. And we've done a few things NHS auctions during lockdown, you know, and they were the first to step forward with, mm. gave us a Cartier watch and they gave us all this stuff and yeah. because they joined in, everybody else joined mm. in and then we did something for Ukraine, did the same thing and he's doing this now and I asked him about it and I said, you know, he has always been very big hearted. He's been yeah. really rock and roll 
all his life, but he's been very big hearted. He's always kept himself really fit, even though he's parted hard, but he's mm -hmm. always, he's always kept himself fit because of football and things like that. And when he's at the craziest parties, he says, I need to go home because I've got a match tomorrow. So, you know, he has this sort of accountability with mm -hmm. his fitness to keep fit. And I said, but now you're a bit more sort of front and center public facing with these things you're doing. I said, I said, is there a reason for that yeah. mindset shift? And he said, Chris, to be honest, it's ever since I was knighted, I just feel a bit more responsible. Really? Isn't that That's, cool? He's moving back, isn't he? He's coming well, back to the Well, he lives here now, but he's selling yeah. his house in, yeah. in Los Angeles for an extraordinary amount of money. Lots of zeros. Do you think your that? MBE changed you? Do you feel more responsible? It's an OBE now. OBE! Nicholas. Sorry. You're not taking it seriously. No, I'm, I'm taking not. it Sorry. seriously. No, I'm Sorry. Do you think it has? I don't think necessarily more responsible. Do you wave a bit differently now? I do, yeah. I love the fact when you asked about that on the, uh, an episode a couple of weeks ago, who did you get? Because you don't know who you're going to get to. You get yeah, to, you do. I got the king. Drop the mic the right king. there. Why don't you? My mum was the best, though, because like, you walk in with your family and then, of course, you get your award and then you all walk out together. And my mum came out, she goes, well, why didn't I have a word with the king? I wanted to have a chat and talk to him about housing policy. <laughs> that's why you're not that's anywhere why. That's the why king. you're not allowed that's near why, him. You've been rugby tackled that to the floor as you why. approached him, bless her. Is it a letter? You get, yeah, you get that told ahead. You get a lesson written. Because Sheila Hancock was on yeah. our show uh, last mm. week. Uh -huh. She's 90 and mm. she skipped, she bounced in. Mm. Her skin looked beautiful. Yeah. Her eyes were sparkling. Her energy was amazing. Her voice was strong. Her book is amazing. Her book is called Old Rage. Yeah. Mm. Amazing. Uh, and she opens it with getting the letter from the Queen about becoming a dame. Yeah. She should get her on, by the way. We should get her on. She's a mate. She's a great guest. Yeah, we and she loves her on. food and she loves her wine. Oh, yeah. I loved how her and oh, John Thorne met. Actually. They fell in love, like literally stars that fell in love. They were with other people, I'm pretty sure, and just fell in love. They had three beautiful girls, and he died too early. Yeah. You know, and you can feel she's still in love with him. She's totally in love with him. And um, she wrote a book before this one called The Two of Us, yeah. which I haven't read, but because I talked to her again, I, I've now bought it, and it's going to be my beach read, and it's yeah. already in my case for summer. Mm. I can't wait to read that story. Yeah. When you meet a lady of Sheila Hancock's age, does it make you feel like you want to work forever? Because sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm tired and we had prue leaf on i'm like I'm tired and we you know, had, you're just drunk I'm, I'm tired but we had prue on and prue's what 83 yeah. and prue was telling us about like the book she's wrote the party she's hosting the bake-off she's doing the american bake-off do you think you'll be like that chris and you'll just like love doing what you do forever well it's interesting that you bring this up because i think this is a real conversation in vogue at the moment especially in our business because you look at sheila sheila's 90 yeah. right she's in her 10th decade unbelievable then you look at rod and you think oh rod's only 78 no wonder yeah. he's still cracking on yeah, yeah. Not but he's you think that's young that yeah. Is, yeah yeah paul mccartney smashed glastonbury last year mm. 80 mm. elton john's just running off a 400 date world tour joni mitchell just played in upstate washington she did a three-hour gig at her own festival called joni jam what, what is going on with these unbelievable performers who keep going and going and going? But you look at the people who are still around and they've always looked after themselves. Yeah. So you look at Paul McCartney, he's always been very conscious of his fitness and mm. what he eats. Rod famously loves chocolate. And even when he was in the faces in the 70s, he would have one square of Cadbury's dairy milk at three o'clock every day. So he's been that conscious of things. Yeah. There's a discipline with them in a it's way. A discipline. Isn't it? yeah. And I think the reframing of the question is yeah. does it make you want to go on that long? What it makes you want to do is look after myself now. Yeah. Just so that might be an option. And you do do that, don't you? You run in. Yeah, no, I don't stop to be honest. Cycled here? Cycled mm. twice today already. Yeah. Uh -huh. I'll run later. Lots of, you know, have a nice bath. I'm very lucky to have a nice bath. At home. And you do it every day. You 
workout every, every day. day. And were you always like that? No, so I started running when I was 47. Okay. Uh, and I was, I was driving past Virginia Water in Windsor, where I live. I literally heard a voice from God. It was a divine intervention. And I was driving past, I was in this old Mercedes, and something or somebody or literally the words, pull into the car park, run around that lake. There's a lake there called Virginia Water. And I got out of the car and I tried to run around the lake and I couldn't. And I tried it the next day and I couldn't. And on the third day, I managed to just about shuffle around without stopping. And that, I have never stopped running since. And I have no idea why that happened. Had you had your kids by then, your young ones? Uh, so 47, 57, yes. Uh, we had two of them, two yeah. of the younger ones. I hadn't mm. had the twins. It wasn't like a father thing, got to be fit for those. No, but I think no. it might be now. I think, it, and also you get, you know, there is this high, get high on your own supply thing. You know, you can't, there is another kind of yeah. high, you know, and it's like, whether it's fitness or your microbiome or sleep or whatever it is, they say 90% of going to the gym is getting there yeah. and 10% is what you do once you've arrived or packing your bag or putting your running mm. shoes on to get out the door mm. you know and get it getting moving and it's never as bad as you think and you never regret the runs you do or the exercise you do you only regret the time you don't do it but there does come a time and it's like an epiphany mm. where one day if you don't do exercise you feel like you used to before you had to do exercise mm. and with the microbiome if you start eating healthier you don't have to then make healthier choices because all these little microbiomes scream for better food. Yeah. And you go away Just from natural, the, yeah. It's mad. I'm so bad if I stop exercise. Yeah. So if I have a week off, yeah, yeah. it's like mm. I've never, ever done it before. Yeah. And I can never get back into it. Yeah. But when I'm on it, then I'm disciplined. So why yeah. stop? So there's this theory. It's easier to stay warm than get warm. It's easier to stay fit than get fit. Mm. It's easier to stay friends than have to remake friends. If you've bothered to get to a certain level of something that's good for you, just maintain just it. Just don't lose it, yeah. it's so much easier yeah. than having to start it again. Speaking of health, you may have seen on the dish menu here, we have a starter, a main, and then a wine. But the starter <laughs> is just tequila. Yeah. Now tequila, mm -hmm. you asked for tequila. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we have tequila and I got it specially signed for you by George Clooney. No way. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to open that. I'm going to keep it for years. Keep it for five years. <laughs> Sorry, but that does look like he signed it, does it not? Well, here's, I got a confession. So you talk about the menu and the signature and the label uh -huh. on the bottle. I actually can't see them because these glasses don't have real lenses. In. What? what? <laughs> Are they just there so I look like Chris Evans' glasses? Yes. <laughs> it's... Pathetic. <laughs> when I started off in telly, older people used to do this kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, ridiculous. What? I'm yeah. never going to do yeah, that. I'm never going to do that. But we're going to have a tequila. So tequila's your, is that your favourite? I'm not going to have one. You're not going to have one? I'm off the booze. He's off right. the booze. How long have you been off the booze? Since Adam Hills came on your show and said, off the booze is a phrase works. Yeah, it does work. Ah. It does work. But I'm happy to smell it. Do you know the nostril thing? No. So the reason that people who know about drinks knows their drinks like this. Mm from side to side, it's because you have one nostril that's more sensitive than the other. I did not know yeah. you had one nostril more sensitive. Because you know you don't breathe through both nostrils yeah. at once. You know you alternate. Do you? Yeah, absolutely, 100%. What? 100%, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right. But you will have a stronger nostril, like you have a stronger foot. So uh -huh. yeah. it's the same with your nostrils. Oh, go on, give us a go. Let me see if I can... Uh... And mine is, my right nostril is, is definitely... Is yours your... Oh, well, we'll, have, we'll have a little sniff. Oh, yeah. snifter. Oh, yeah. And a lot of the taste is in the nose anyway. Yeah, yeah. And I also, think when, so. now, can I tell you something else well, about visually how, you, as well. how you're nosing that? Can I tell you one more thing? Mm -hmm. Just do that again, please, yeah, Nick, again. if you don't mind. Yeah, sure, well done. Okay. <laughs> it's like a magic trick. When you're smelling wine or spirits, you need to do it with your mouth open because you get yeah. a lot of smell in through your mouth as well as yeah. your nose. <laughs> Does it look good? Right, Nick looks like he's had a bottle of tequila now. <laughs> you do it. Oh, my mouth. But I actually sniff. Yeah, that's okay, but you should still pick up a stronger nostril. Oh, yeah, definitely. Which one? This one. 
Yeah, so you're left. I'm right. What about you? I think I'm a lefty. You're a lefty. Yeah, I'm I think a I'm a lefty with you, man. Like yeah, yeah, you like it. That's a good tip. And also, if you go to a wine tasting or any kind of spirits tasting or smelling, how would you reset your palate? Well, I just bite something else, eat something else. If you smell the back of your hand. Oh, I've never done it like that. So your own skin will neutralise your smell for the next nose or... I love when you've got facts. I love when you do your facts on the radio. Problem is with me, I always remember half of one. <laughs> so I'll be like, do you know what? We know when you get tequila and I'll remember half of it. By the way, well done for super subbing on the radio. I loved it. Thank Virgin you. Radio, 6.30 through to 10. When I'm not there, Nick is. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> I really, really enjoyed it. Thanks for asking me to do that. Did you listen, Anne? I did. Did you? Not every day. No. <laughs> but I did listen in. I listened in. My mum said, I tuned in at half nine. Yeah, well done, Ends mom. at 10. <laughs> right, we'll take half an hour. Yeah, half yeah. an hour. Uh, will you do it again? I'd love to, yeah. Is that ideal? Yeah, when you go on holiday. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> soon, <laughs> really soon. The book's packed. Yeah, no, the book's Sheila packed. Hancock's in the case. What have we got here, Ange? Give us the, uh, give us the official title so, of our chicken Orange and, and her butter spatchcock chicken with salad, french fries and sriracha aioli. Thank oh, you. Yes. Thank, Thank you. Thousand thank yous. So would you roast this whole or would you chop it up like the Italians do? I roasted it whole, but spatchcock, so flat. Oh, yeah, of course you The clue is in the yeah. title. And, then, and do you do that yourself? Well, no, I made, asked Neil to do it last night. What, he spatchcock the chicken? Yeah. <laughs> He's better at things like that, butchery. So, so he what just, does it mean to spatchcock? So basically you, make it you flatten it out. Yeah, yeah you take out the, the sort of little wishbone mm -hmm. and then you basically cut down the backs and then... Crush the carcass. Mm. Yeah, in a way, yeah. Do you want some extra juices? Yes, please. And we never do a roast chicken, do we? This is so juicy. It's so gorgeous, Angela. Mm. Angela. I know, she's the best. She is the best. If you want to try this recipe or any of the recipes you hear on Dish, go on waitrose.com forward slash dish recipes. And I've got to do credit. This yes. recipe is by Ed Smith on Waitrose. Okay. So it's his amazing chicken recipe okay. with the sriracha mayonnaise. Okay, well, thank you, Ed Smith. Angela, can I ask you a question, please? You can indeed, Chris. What comes first, the moisture or the crisp? Because you've got a crispy, moist chicken here. Mm. That's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's what we want, but none of us can do it apart from you. Oh, that's Yeah, so how'd sweet. you do it? Buy the best chicken you can afford. Yeah. You know, chickens aren't cheap necessarily. High oven first to get nice crispy skin. Right. Turn it down slightly. And then you put the butter inside under the breast if you can or inside oh. the cavity if you're leaving it whole. And, you know, I like to keep it raised above on a little skillet. Yeah. So the juices, you know, so it crisps all around. I love a skillet. Oh. And then the key is rest. Rest. rest Everyone rest, always rest. takes meat and chicken out and everything and then tucks in, let and it And it carries on cooking. It does, and then heat, all the juices blah, blah, blah. goes through. And then all the other juices, that's all the cooking juices. Where are you on turning a bird upside down? Oh, no. Because be. the self-basting is what they yeah, say, isn't and it? Basically, I mean, if it was a turkey or something, I'd bring it out and start basting. But a chicken, I'd just leave. And I sometimes cover with foil and turn it right down so it just slow and longer. Slow and low. Yeah, slow and low. Slow and low. If, no, faffing around. I don't like faffing. Faffing, no faffing. No You're very good at the non-faffing stuff. I love whenever you sort of let slip about Gordon Ramsay. He doesn't know what he's doing. A lot of nonsense. <laughs> I like, it's yeah. so cool when you do it. I've cooked with Gordon Ramsay. I cooked with him in Claridge. He's brilliant. He's great. I was talking the other day about Marco Pierre White. Oh, yeah. To uh, another very famous chef who used to work for him. And I said, when you went for your interview, did you get the fried egg test? If you wanted to work in his kitchen, yeah. he would say, fry me an egg. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because if you can't do simple things well, you're not allowed in this mm. kitchen. You know, you can hide behind the fancy, can't you? Exactly, yeah. Can you fry an egg well? And it's the same with roasting a chicken. Yeah. There's a few things like that, isn't there? Oh, definitely, yeah. Surely. Pasta, same kind of mm. thing. And making a salad dressing, all those mm. simple yes. things. Chris, what would you do if Ange came around for tea at yours? Friday. Friday. Warm Friday. <laughs> 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 
one fried egg. So what I do with the fried egg, really hot frying pan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really, really hot. Mm-hmm. And then the best eggs you can get. Of course. Of course. Yeah. And then I would put some unsalted butter in so it doesn't burn. Mm. Maybe a bit of olive oil in there as well. Yeah. And then I'd put the fried egg in and I'd crisp it around the side. And then I'd get a spoon. Yeah. And I'd so start like to... Um, Basically baste, baste it. it. Yeah. Mm. Baste it around the white first and yeah. then right at the death over the yolk. And then I'd take it off the heat. Curl butter out of the fridge on the bread, okay? And then I put the egg right in the middle, so the yolk, and also I would sort the yolk out in the pan so it's in the middle of the egg. Wow. And then I would get the catching slice. So you slice it up into quarters because that's how my mum used to do it. None of the triangular nonsense, by the way. So little (laughs) triangles. triangles. I like it. And then as you go to bite in, then you get the catching Yeah, of the egg. Slice. Mm. That's what I would do. Do you know what you can add to that? Tell me. Poshes it up a bit, so but it makes good. This is good. Sage, sage, sage leaves. Sage, of course. Put a bit of sage leaves in with the butter. Mm. And that, honestly, it takes a fried egg to another level. Mm. It does. Just sage. Hello, Josh. everyone. Oh. <laughs> right, the wine. Uh, a Macon wow. Village, uh, which is a white Chardonnay, which apparently has a nice buttery feel, which I really like as a, a word to describe wine. Bit buttery. Yeah, buttery, oaky, vanilla. Mm, yeah, but buttery, I really like. Yeah, I like buttery. That too. I'm going to try it just for Waitrose. Yeah. <laughs> good for you. Uh, no, it's no. really good. <laughs> joking, joking, joking. It's great. So it's really, good. really good, really good, really yeah. delicious, really delicious. When do you have a drink? Do you do you just do like do you do waves where you're like I'll have a bit of drinking time, a bit off, or are you like Rod Stewart like with your one cube a day? We were on Friday and Saturdays, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we were Friday nights. Um, uh, wine, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday, we'd do fire pit outside. 52 weeks a year. Get a fire wow. pit in your life. Because they're great. That's what they're for. Mm-hmm. And then we run every Saturday morning. So Tash and I do a trail run every Saturday morning. And we were just finding it harder to do. And we were loving the trail run so much. We've been doing it for a couple of years now. So then we just went to Saturday nights. And we love it so much more for that. And we really yeah, look forward to it. Get yeah. excited about it. But guess what happens? The less you do it, the more you feel the effect of it. Mm-hmm. And now I think we might end up not bothering. I don't know, I don't know. And that's why I was really interested to hear Adam Hills on the show. Yeah. Because he just said he knocked it on the head. Yeah. So obviously, you know, when you're younger, you drink, you have a great time, you party, recovery is like unbelievable. You can go on, you can crack Mm. on, whatever you can do. You know, we've all done that. Well, most of us have done that. I know us three have done that. And we've had a great time doing it. And then you get to a point where you go, Okay, it's the end of the week. It's the finish line, if you like. You know, mm-hmm. so it changes the mood. It's like mm. an, an invisible arch that you go through and it's, you know, it's closer to the week and it takes the edge off. Yeah. You know that phrase? Well, now I'm finding it takes the shine off and mm-hmm. I yeah. like being shiny. Mm-hmm. So there is no edge, mm-hmm. but I like being shiny. Yeah, I get you. And yeah. on Sunday morning, I'm thinking, oh, this is making Sunday morning a bit more difficult. Yeah. And I really like with mm-hmm. the kids and all this kind of stuff. I don't know, yeah. never say never, but I was really interested to hear Adam Hills on the show. Mm. Yeah, talking about but that. actually lots of people, there's about three or four people recently in my life that have just knocked it on the head in that sense. Yeah. They just had a one big night and they just said, that's it, I'm not drinking tomorrow. And then, and it, who always said it was DJ Fat Tony said, don't say I'm not drinking ever, just say I'm not drinking tomorrow. And then I'm not drinking tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And it's just day by day. Yeah, yeah. And then it doesn't become an issue. And it's actually more what Adam said. It's all the people around that go, why are you drinking? Why are you having, having a drink? I mean, I can't say anything because I've been, I've been that, that person saying it to other people for yeah. years and years and years. So I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> However, having said that, mm. um, you know, the zero beers are blimming gorgeous. Yeah, they're good. But the Happy Saint is a great non-alcoholic beer. I'm that's lucky brilliant. Saint. Lucky oh, Saint. Lucky Saint. Saint. Yeah. Happy Saint. I'm always getting it wrong. Mm. Happy that's because you're half cut. <laughs> <laughs>
What was food like when you were growing up at home, Chris? Who was the main mom, cook in your house? My mum, yeah, but I mean, very basic, mm-hmm. you know, lots of chips, chip yeah. pan on yeah. the stove. Are they a band now? Mm, you don't see no. a chip pan, do you? No, you don't really. We used to have a big orange chip yeah. pan. And did it, was the lard always in it? Always yeah, in there. Always and did in. it set every day? Yeah. That, yeah. And then, so mum would warm the chip pan up yeah. first. And just the smell of it. Yeah. You, know, you know, it was supper time yeah, or dinner supper time. time. Yeah, it was like exactly. Pavlos dogs, wasn't yeah, it? exactly. So, you know, we'd have chips mostly with things. But the best thing my mum ever made us, and it's the thing I would have if the last meal ever would be um, hot pot. Okay, um, right, yeah. She made this hot pot and, and Tash... Because Tash is such an amazing human being. She knew when my mum was like, you know, when it was coming to the end. Mm. She somehow got my mum in the kitchen one more time. It's going to make me cry. Uh, to, uh, to, to show her how to make the hot pot yeah. so she could carry on making mm-hmm. it for me. My mum's making the hot pot. And, um, and it's, it's with the cheapest cut of meat because yeah. it's from the war and all of this course, kind of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and so, but the tastiest cut of meat, you know, because oh, it's, yeah. 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 But oh. We used to have that. We called it tater ash, though. You know, it, potatoes, it might, it might different? be different. Yeah, sliced potatoes on yeah. top. Yeah, and a short crust pastry sometimes yeah. over the top of the over bowl. The yeah. Yeah, and dumplings in. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I love a dumpling. Hey, just one more thing about uh, you mentioning, you know, war food. Then my dad used to mention <laughs> war, war food every single day. Right, every single day, and he'd go, "We were war babies. We never had anything like this." And they'd point <laughs> at a salad because he was born in 1941. Yeah. So anything we ate, we had to be so grateful for because yeah. we were war babies. Yeah. Didn't have any of this. He's right. And he used to do a lard butty, like a dripping butty. Yeah, yeah. Which was so disgusting. But now I think I'd quite get yeah, into quite like it. Hangover Could we do yeah. war food special? Yeah, let's do it. Dripping was a thing though, wasn't mm, it? Dripping. dripping. People don't use that. We use lard still, but people yeah. don't. They think there's something wrong with it. There's nothing but wrong with it. You use it on your potatoes. I yeah. use it on potatoes on a Sunday. Do it roasting. Yeah. yeah. Make pastry with it. Yeah. Lard's good. Um, should we talk about car fest? Yes, please. Yeah. Yes. You're coming. Yes, I am. You're going. Yeah. Why am I not going? I don't know. When is it? Bank holiday weekend, August 25th to August 27th. It's our 21st car fest. 21 it's car fest. Big One car big car fest. 21 stages. 21 bands. All the greatest chefs in the world, yeah. including yeah. Angela Hartnett. Hey. We got Food Fest. We got Jimmy Carr. We got Russell and Laura Brand. We got Richard Hammond. We got Lee Mack. We got Rob Brydon. We got Anton Dubeck. We've got Rick Astley playing. We got Craig David playing. We've got The Feeling playing. We've got Texas playing. We've got the actual village flipping people. We've got hey. McFly playing. Carfest.org, even if you hate me, check out the website. That a sell. 25 million pounds for kids' charities and counting. Wow. If you're going to go to one festival this year, Come to Carfest. Yeah. <laughs> wow. 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 That ticks every box there. That was pretty That's good. Carfest talked about. Yeah, that yeah. is. How That's do you feel about that, Carfest? <laughs> That's our questions done. Yes. 24 million. 24, right. 25 million. Well, 25 million. Yeah, well, whatever. I, the point is, it's over 20 million. It might be 26. I don't know. I don't check, to be honest. I just know it's all great. Every single penny of profit goes to children's Charity, charities. Yeah. And it's awesome. And I love everybody for coming. But it's two, isn't there? Used to be. So this okay. is the first ever one big car right. fest. Right, okay. Because we need to make more money. And it's at Jody Schechter's farm. And he's around for his organic farming. Love Jody. And obviously, yeah. he won the F1 championship in 1979. So it's the perfect coming together of all. Yeah cultures but please 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 carfest.org i just ask you to check it out because you'll be really surprised and Ange, what are you doing down there performing I'm, or I'm, cooking uh both i perform cook mm. um now i'm doing a demo and then oh, I are you with we, like the headset 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't oh, know. Are the Madonna mic? Yeah, yeah, the Madonna, Madonna mic. Come yeah. on. Got to get the Madonna mic. But with Andy, Andy's doing all the setup with the chefs. He's brilliant. Yeah. He's great. And then we might be even doing something about the Cafe Murano book club. We might be even cooking and interviewing another chef. We've cooking got a little thing. Chris has been really kind. He's letting us promote other stuff there, Yeah, no, which is amazing. Yeah, no, because you You spread the it's, love. You know, Michael exactly. Caines is coming. Yeah. Happy Pera coming. Matt Tebbett's coming. Oh, fab. But it's a big It's a great deal. weekend. It's a great weekend. And please come along because I promise you'll have a great time. And yeah. so all the costs are sorted. So every ticket that gets sold now, it's just yeah. boom. There you just, go. It's mm, like, you know, in the charity. restaurant, Ange, once you put the second bottle of wine on the table, you then cuff, yeah, you're covered your costs yeah. and you're making your money. It's a, it's a huge, big Murano. It's a big night Murano. <laughs> it's a big outdoor Murano. Uh, we actually have, speaking of Carfest, a little message for the pair of you. Uh, here we go. Hi, Angela. Stephen from The Happy Pair here. Okay, here's a kitchen dilemma. So you're cooking food for a wedding for 150 people. You're an hour away from service. You go to put the dish that you've been working all day on into the oven and you find out the oven doesn't work. Dun, dun, dun. What do you do? Uh, this actually happened to us, so uh, curious to see how you'd approach it. Anyway, there you are. Loads of love. Bye. Okay. <laughs> Great question. Great question. And what a dilemma. Crikey. Run. Yeah. What would you do? Run, yeah, yeah leg run. It. Taxi for yeah, Angela. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not here. Firstly, you would suss out who's the going kind to of the best person to talk to, either the best man or the father. Yeah, who'd you break the news to? Basically, you've got to break the news to someone that you're going to have to delay the timings and make it work and then do everything you can to make it work. Mm. You know, taxis, send people out, add an extra course in if you need to, and then kill the person who didn't check the oven. Yeah. <laughs> that is ultimately, in that order. you know. That must have happened to you. You must have had a nightmare before. Have you ever had anything I've like had that moments way? like, you know, when you do big events, you know, it sounds ridiculous, but you need to count. You know, if you're serving 120 people, all fish, you need to count. You've got 130 portions to make sure. And I never rely on anyone. It's an awful thing to say, but I count all the plates myself and I count. And the odd time I have, I've watched the plates go down and I'm carving the meat and the plates are going down and the meat's getting less. And I'm looking, I've got more plates to meet. Yeah. And I literally was doing a dinner for 90 people and I got to like 15 plates. And I said, where's the rest of the lamb? And they go, that's it. And I went, right. And then they all start telling me, yeah, we counted it, we did I said, doesn't matter. I don't really care about your excuses now. Just get in that fridge and find me some meat. And I said, someone go and get me Dan, who I need to talk to, to tell him we're going to have to do his table. I said, after that, you can bullshit me as much as you like. I said, <laughs> ultimately, someone didn't count the lamb properly. That's what's happened. I there would hate no to be told excuse. off by Angela Hartman. <laughs> some people would pay to be told. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I suspect some do. <laughs> You must have had things go wrong on the radio. The, the Mics go thing, down. Yeah, or but things go wrong on the radio. Yeah. A, it proves it's live. B, yeah, you know, bring yeah, on the true. fun. Yeah. People don't care. It's not like that. Yeah, yeah. The first thing I would do in that situation is give them more booze yes. now. <laughs> just <laughs> just natural, get that. Yeah. Just tell them they've eaten. Yeah. yeah. They've forgotten. <laughs> what are you on about? Yeah. What yeah. do you mean? What, what are you on about? Shame them. You're so drunk, you don't realise we've served the food. It was amazing. Did you not enjoy it? Yeah. We have another question. Hello. It's Bryony Mae Williams here, and I have the honour of hosting the kitchen stage at Carfest this year. Can't wait. So my kitchen dilemma is, sometimes when I make Italian meringue buttercream, it goes really sloppy. Uh, the meringue goes sloppy, um, and I can't quite bring it back. So, yeah, I was just wondering if you could help me out with that, because I'd really love to fix it if I can. Thanks so much. <laughs> Do you ever have that problem, Chris, when you're making Italian? Sometimes. Sometimes when Italian, I'm making Italian something really like weird. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Every hey, Tuesday when, when I'm trying to create miracles in my own domestic kitchen. <laughs> 
So she's making the Italian meringue, which is What's a Italian co- meringue? Is a cooked meringue. So basically, you heat sugar and a bit of water to 120 degrees. At the similar time, you're whipping your egg whites up, mm-hmm. and then you have to pour the sugar onto the egg whites at the same time. And then that cooks the egg whites, questions after, and then you have to blend it until, or whip it up until it goes cold. Right. Now, if she has undercooked her sugar, that's why it's going sloppy. Yes, question from the back, Chris I Evans. I have a question about the question, and I didn't want to interrupt you, which yeah. is why I put my hand up. Yes, go on. Okay. You don't get told these questions beforehand. No. You just knew all that. Well, I know how to make an Italian meringue. You put all the decent round of applause around you. Like, oh, Come on. <laughs> So good, Andy. I know, I know it's what you do for a living, but it never gets unimpressive. But I think they'll believe me when I say people tell. I do get told stuff, and Claire did text me something this morning, but I never listened to anything. <laughs> <laughs> so you did get prepped, that, but you just chose not to. <laughs> I just can't be I was like, why is she texting at seven thirty? I'm trying to get out of the house. So, car fest. You have to go Done. to. T- you've not got a ticket. Get them carfest.org now. Normally, when we do an interview with a guest on Dish, we sit and like there's things that we need to tick off and blah blah blah. But we were like, you know what? We love Chris Evans. Genuinely, we really, really Thanks, do. Nick. And Aww. everyone here really does. And we were dead excited about you coming on. So we were like, why don't we just get Chris Evans to tell us some of the best stories that exist in Chris Evans's world? Oh so my we've gosh. done a list right. of some of yeah. our favorite okay. things here. Some good stuff that when we were going through, we were like, these are all so mad, yes. we've got to cover them. Yes, yes. So you worked as a Tarzanogram. Yes. What the hell's that? Just Kissgram. So so for, yeah. uh, but Tarzan? Yes. You dressed as Tarzan? Yes. <laughs> okay. Why are you so disbelieving? I don't know. I imagine him more like. There's a lot more to this pistol than meets the eye, buddy yeah. boy. <laughs> so Tarzanograms, Kissograms, were these big butch guys. Yes. The thing was, when a Tarzanogram landed at a party, then the big laugh was when they arrived. Yeah. But after that, to be honest, it tailed yeah, off. Yeah, it's not funny. So yeah. I arrived looking pathetic, <laughs> clearly. So we were called Kinky's Kissograms, the skinniest Tarzans in town. That's what oh, we were. Okay, so like a, a and, niche and we market. arrived, yeah. and obviously it was funnier than uh-huh. the big guy come in. Uh-huh. I didn't care. And then we had uh, various routines, and I had a song, and it was bespoke about the person. And when we landed, it was funny, and then it hopefully got funnier. And when was this? It was just after Top Gear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Things, things went a bit lean for a moment. <laughs> Uh, next up, you were Timmy Mallet's assistant. I was. Timmy Mallet! I forgot about Timmy Mallet yeah. until Claire said to me, here's Timmy Mallet's assistant. Yeah. I love Timmy But then Mallet. you followed him, that was the thing. Yeah, so he did this thing called Funday Sundays, which was their version of the Radio 1 Roadshow. And so I just passed my driving test and he was doing this Radio Roadshow. And so I followed him back to wherever he was going, hoping that I could see him or say uh-huh. something to him. And he happened to be going back to the studios. He wasn't going home. And so he got out of his car, I got out of my car, and I said, you know, can I get into radio? Is there anything I could do? I'll do everything and anything for nothing, uh-huh. which I think is a great thing. Mm. If you really love something, write that down and send it to someone you, you might get a meeting. Yeah. And he said, come and see me tomorrow. So I went back tomorrow. And then the kid who was working for him at the time was going back to university that day. And I basically took over his job. I didn't get paid, but it didn't matter, Mm -hmm. you know, because you'd pay for the experience. And then that guy went on to be the European CEO of Disney. Wow. (laughs) And then was in charge of opening all the Disney parks. Oh, my God. Lots of people who work for Timmy went on to do amazing, amazing things. things. And Timmy, he shows- the mallet? Was there some power in that, do you think? <laughs> well, yeah, the power of the mallet. Yeah. And when Smash Hits 
had the top 10 radio shows every year. They were all national shows, but there was one regional show that used to get in there and Timmy's show used to get in there because mm. it was absolutely mm. awesome. Monday through Thursday, Friday's off. I learned so much from him. I love Friday's off. Friday's off. That's a good one. That's a big one. Friday's off. Love Friday's off. Friday's off. Friday's off. Uh, it says here, you once spent 12 hours in a bed with Cher. Cher came uh, to work with us on TFI Friday and we did this thing called At Home with Chris and Cher. Mm. And there were those sketches, you know, Abbott and Costello were always in bed. Morecambe and Wise yeah. were always in bed. Yeah. So we did this thing where we, basically I was married to her. That was the joke. And uh, I had this smash hits award one night and I just, um, no night, sweetie. No night, Cher. And, um, <laughs> and then I would proudly get my Smash Hits award and put it on my nightstand. <laughs> and then she would just get two Oscars. And <laughs> <laughs> Things like that. Oh, we had such I, a laugh. Do you know what I remember you doing when you presented the Brits? Yes. When Madonna performed. And I remember you introduced her and you went, right, next performing at the Brits, it's my old flatmate, Madonna. <laughs> and I believed as an... <laughs> Of innocent child that you lived with Madonna. Well, and I remember telling people, like, Chris Evans lives with Madonna at school, and they were like, I don't know. And my sister was like, I think it was a joke. I was like, no, no, no. And I really it, believed that from my childhood. The scary thing is, yeah. I believed it too. Yeah, really. <laughs> which is why I said it. You really believed it. <laughs> uh, this is a great story about the flag and the BBC, by the way. The flag and the BBC? Yeah. So when I was at Radio 1 for about a second. How long? Two years? I think it was a year. Was it? It was ridiculous. It you was, were longer on Radio 2, weren't you? Much yeah. yeah, I was like yeah. 15 years on yeah. Radio 2. But it was about, <laughs> honestly, it was 15 years. There was so much spare office space at the BBC before they revamped Broadcasting House that they used to rent it out to other companies. And so the first series of TFI Friday, we produced that in Radio 1 and we rented office space off the BBC. It was hilarious, right? And it just so happened that the part of the BBC building where we were had a balcony and a flagpole. So we had a Ginger Productions flag made by a proper flag maker and we hoisted it above the BBC. <laughs> <laughs> So for about a second, it looked like we'd taken over the BBC. Taken over. And in about 45 minutes, we got this call from school saying, you have to take that flag. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, really? Oh, okay. Okay, fair, fair. <laughs> oh, I always love that one you talk about when you go from Terry Wogan and he said to you about, they'll either like you or they won't. Yeah, that was in a, an Italian restaurant in Beaconsfield. And I said, Terry, you know, tell me one thing. Mm. And it was late. It was a late night. And he was hosting the Radio 2 breakfast show. Yeah. And I was hosting the Radio 1 breakfast show the next day. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, and obviously he was considerably older than me. And I was like, Terry, we need to go to bed now. And we've been out all day. We had lunch at his house. Then we played some golf, I think, in between. And then I thought we were going home. He said, come on, we've got a table book for dinner. It's like, this is the greatest day of my life. Yeah. And it got to half 10, 11 o'clock. And I thought, Terry, we need to go. He said, oh, Christophe, uh, Christy. He goes, oh, Christy, they either like you or they don't. Yeah. Went, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest of it yeah. was a blur. But yeah. then again, I got up the next day. We started at six. He wasn't on till half seven. Yeah. <laughs> that is a joke. Half seven, seven till half nine. Yeah. And, oh. you know, he read lots of letters out from yeah. listeners. I mean, he read them out very well, don't get yeah, me wrong. Yeah. But it's like, I think we had three live bands, five guests. Yeah. Two competitors. <laughs> like, oh, God. Chris, we come to the end of the show question. A question for you here. No. In this gold envelope. I love this. If you get this question correct, you win a Waitrose goodie bag. I know. Yeah. I can't wait. Chris, it is 40 years this year since you began your career at Piccadilly Radio in Manchester. Yes. To commemorate this, we have got some T-shirts printed with your face on them. <laughs> okay. Can you guess 
how many of our crew are wearing them today under their clothes? <laughs> Hang on a minute. You normally ask a question that they just... It's We're like an interview question. We're mixing it up. This has got to right or wrong. I risk losing this question. Yeah. Yes. So how many look around at this crew? There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven crew in here. Can how I just many... say more crew than your radio show? Yeah. Right. How many? Just. Yes. Well, half of them cook the food. Yeah. Joking. <laughs> Joking. Angela Nick, does it. You're not that funny. And Angela does it. <laughs> Joking. <laughs> well, in fact, you've just given me a clue. Okay. Because I now notice that they're all wearing um, shirts and sweatshirts, yeah. and it's one of the hottest days yeah, ever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm going to go for all of them. You're going to go for all of them? Yeah, I'm going for all of them. We're going for all 11. Crew, please reveal if you're wearing a Chris Evans commemorative. Oh, okay, we've got one. one. we got two. two. Three, we got three. Four, four, five. Four, five. Six. Seven. Eight. Oh my goodness me. Thank you very much indeed. It's been a joy and a pleasure. This show is awesome. Chris Evans, everybody. Can I just say you need to sober up the pair of you? (laughs) Next week on Dish, we are going to welcome to our table the wonderful Tim Minchin. Mm. Oh my God. That is tasty. It's, this feels like it's been made by someone who knows what they're doing. <laughs> is it mm. possible? Maybe. A tad. Oh. Wow, that is so tasty, isn't it? Oh. Delicious. I love roast peppers, too. Oh. Yeah. We're ticking all your boxes oh, today, Oh, you ticked my box this so hard. This is brilliant. I'm loving it. If you would like to recreate today's dish for your friends or family or maybe a stranger in the street, head to waitrose.com forward slash dish recipes. That is where you'll find all the meals we've ever made on the podcast. Follow Dish wherever you get your podcast so you'll get it delivered to your device every week. And if you enjoy it, please leave us a great review. If you don't, listen to something else. (laughs) We can't all have a Michelin star chef in the kitchen, but you can get some Michelin star advice. Email your questions for Angela, whatever they are, to dish at waitrose.co.uk. Waitrose. Food to feel good about.